We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Hello and welcome, yes, to the Emerging Into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. Who else? Your hostess with the mostest. Yeah, hey, 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 we're here again with another business leader, a CEO, this woman, this woman that I have today on the show, on the podcast is, I don't know how I can, ex- how, how I can explain her in one word. She, she's just more than a word, really. She, let me give you a little bit about her. Okay. I see her as the experience creator. Now, if you're having an event, and it has to have the wow factor, then you need to call this lady. She cannot be absent. If you want the wow factor, now, if you just want an event, okay, yeah, we're holding an event, come down, da 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 we give you the spiel, then you go home. Yeah, maybe not. But if you want an experience, you need to call my next guest. Let me tell you more. This woman has had the privilege of interviewing Monica Lewinsky. Yes, you heard, okay, let me repeat it. She has had the privilege of introducing and speaking to Monica Lewinsky. Furthermore, senior executives for Google Big Guys, Twitter, Google. I mean, need I go, need I go on? Need I go on? Oh yeah, you need her name. I know, calm down. I will give you her name. But I just had to, you know, let you in to who I'm going to be speaking to and why she's an experience. You would tell, you would confirm with me that she, why I've actually said she is an experience. And when she comes and she emcees, she moderates your, your event as who she is. She's an international MC, a moderator and a host. Ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce Lovelda Vincenzi. Hello, Lovelda. How are you? I felt like I needed a drum roll or something. You're going to rival me, girl. You're going to rival me. <laughs> wow. Welcome to the show. So great to be here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Girl, you are an experience. <laughs> I like to think so. In a good way, though, yeah? Yes. In a good okay. way. Like a firebrand. That's, that's what I'm about. And I see that you train. I'm like, who? you can't train anyone to be like, who's going to be able to match up? <laughs> so my training focuses on teaching people how to kind of get, get their name out in the same way. So the, I mean, if you've, if you've ever been to an event, um, you know yeah. that there's a lot of speakers out there and <laughs> there are a lot of people who say they're speakers and they're, you know, they're speaking on a lot of free stages, but they're not they're not generating any money from the speaking gig. It's kind of this thing or um, they've been to an event and somebody's told them that speakers make a lot of money. So they're like, I'm ready to mm. become a professional speaker. Um, the thing about emceeing, it's probably the hardest area of um, the speaking industry to make any real money um, mm. because people reckon they can do it themselves. They're like, well, just get one of the speakers to do that. You know, surely how difficult can it be? Call a name. Mm. <laughs> Have they seen uh, you they- on stage? <laughs> <laughs> Some people don't know there's levels. Um, so yeah, you can have somebody introduce a name, but a great host will hold a room. They bring energy. They 
um, they get the audience excited about the next speaker. Um, they keep the event to time because who ain't been to an event that's just gone over. Mm -hmm. So they help to keep the event to time. They help to maintain the audience energy because when you've got one speaker after another and there's nothing in between, it's kind of like, you know, I'm just being, I'm just sat here and it's like sitting through a sales presentation. Like somebody comes out and just talks at you and then somebody else comes out and talks at you and there's no break. Mm. Um, and a good host will help to break that stuff up a bit, get you excited about the next speaker summer, you know, just keep that beautiful flow. Um, wow. so knowing that, you know, I built this from the ground up myself with no training. I, mean, I, I used to work in speaking. I used to okay. work in sales. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just kind of picked up on stuff to put my name out there. And mm. then I was getting annoyed that there weren't very many women being introduced onto stages. So I thought, girl, I could, I could fix this. So okay. I did a bit of investigation yeah. and it turns out, um, the reason there aren't very many women on stage is because event organizers really struggle to find us because we're crap at sales and we're not very good at marketing. And so, um, if they jump on, our website versus a male um, equivalent, generally the guys just got his act together a lot better than we have. So I set out on a mission to resolve this. So the work I do is less about training you how to be really great on stage uh -huh. and more about looking at, do you look like you're worth what you're worth? And um, if you want to be a leader in your field, then we're going to need to step that stuff up. I'm right. really helping women to step into and own their leadership and authority such that when they're on the stages, they command people's attention. It's like mm -hmm. they get on those stages and when they're on it, people are like, damn. So mm -hmm. I have a slightly different angle. <laughs> yeah, that's so, my coaching. That being said, mm -hmm. okay, that being said, tell us who is Lofelda, really? Are you this full? Are you so full of energy every time? Like, who are you? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I am actually more introverted than most people believe. Um, get out I get of here. A, I'm serious. I get a lot of energy from bringing in front of people. And um, I have a very operational mind. I always have. I've mm -hmm. loved business and I've loved operations. And I've never had a problem with being in front of people. Mm -hmm. um, but honestly, after an event, you know, some people like to hang out. I'm like, girl, can I just go home? I've done my job. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm knackered now. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm a wife. I love to travel. I love luxury. I'm one of these people who's like, um, I left my corporate job to do this full time. And one of my biggest things was I wasn't about to leave a corporate job to, um, to find it more difficult, have lost less time and energy that I had when I was working. How did you find that though, leaving a corporate job? Because that is where the challenges normally start. And how did you, how did you maneuver around that to get where you are now? Um, I, I don't think I've ever looked back or blinked. I think the truth is that, um, and this is something that I would mention to you just before we jumped on this call. Mm. Um, the truth is it's a different mindset being an employee than it is being a business owner. Mm -hmm. And, um, in some ways, if all you've ever done is business and you never took on a corporate job, sometimes it's a little bit easier. Um, but even if you take on being a business owner, you've got to decide, am I running a business or am I monetizing a hobby? 
and it's not the same thing. And I think those people who are more successful understand it's a business to the extent that the money that comes in is not your money. You're a custodian of that money. It belongs to a separate legal entity to yourself, right? (laughs) You've created a legal organization, a legal company. That isn't your money. That's the business's money. Okay. But if you treat it like a piggy bank, then that attitude kind of um, permutates everything else that you do. And you're not treating it like you're running a business. And so um, for me, I think the bigger journey has always been about continuing. And I say continuing because every time I think I've sorted it out, it comes back, (laughs) but in a different realm, right? Right. But continuing to step into... um, look, I'm a powerful female uh, business owner. That's who I am. And therefore that comes with certain behaviors and certain ways of dealing with things. It means I don't hide from difficult conversations with people. It means when I have a team, I manage them in a certain way. You know, it's, there's things that come with that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I'm just faffing about and taking people's money and kind of doing a half-assed job, but it's really a hobby. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Like there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, what you want is something that's a little bit more lifestyle and it basically covers your expenses plus a little bit. But if you're wanting to grow something of significant influence, you're going to have to be a slightly different sort of person to own that, right? So your mindset did have to change big time. It's mindset, it's behaviors. Um, I think the term mindset is highly overused now that people think they know what it means. And what I mean by that is, look, if you've been to a ton of personal development events Mm -hmm. and you find yourself sitting in an event and you're not where you want to be right now, and most of the time you're sat in that seat, what you're saying is, I know this, you don't own that shit. Excuse my language, but you can't. Because if it is a part of you and you're embodying it, that's what you really have to ask yourself. So when you go, oh, I... I understand victim mentality and I understand victim versus like owning my own stuff and responsibility. And then in the other breath, you're going, Oh, I can't do this because of time. I can't do it because such and such hasn't paid me. You're not owning that. No, you're not. Step out of victim and you own it. You'd go, Hmm, isn't this interesting? I keep making something else a priority over this thing I'm saying is the most important thing. That's not don't have time. That's you owning. You haven't done what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it. That's not time. That's prioritization. And that's your choice. Mm. Right. If, if somebody isn't paying you on time or um, money isn't flowing, you've got to own that's you. If your clients consistently pay you late, so you're consistently paying others late and you own it's your responsibility, then you need to step up and start paying people on time before that stuff changes. Yes. This is different to mindset. Right. right? Because I think when people think mindset, especially those who've hung out in a personal development space. Oh yeah, yeah. I got that. I'm like, but do you embody it? Every lesson you've sat in a room doing, do you embody it? You're, it's an opportunity when you sit in a room is to go, darn, that's a really good reminder. And that would be why this isn't happening. And that isn't happening. For me, it hasn't really been about learning a lot of new stuff. It's been about continuing to step into that which I already know, such that I embody it in every area of my life at all times. Right. I can definitely, I can, I can see that in you when um, even just looking at your videos and, you know, other um, um, interviews that you've done and places that you have been and especially your what's that word you're when you when you execute 
I don't know if execute is the right word, but when you when you when when you're on stage and you're executing that MC, that moderator, you know, it's like somebody else comes out, which I believe is what you're saying, where you're owning that stage, you're owning the whole the whole spiel, so to speak. Yeah, and I have to own that behind the yes. scenes too, right? Mm. So you know, when I step on stage, that's almost the easier bit for me because I know what I'm doing. It's the, um, it, it's the more kind of practical process thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I always do it because I love it and my role is not about me. I want the organizers to have a phenomenal event and for it to reach their expectations. I want the audience to walk away feeling energized and um, excited about what they experience. And I want every speaker that steps on that stage to feel like a rock star. And that's my job. And that's what's at the forefront of my mind. It's not me. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm purely there to deliver this service with those results. Which you do. Behind, behind the scenes in my business, it means um, when I'm really embodying you know, leadership, mm-hmm. it means that when I'm working with my clients, if I don't have what I need when I need it, you know, I have to step up and say, look, if I turned up to an event and I deliver poorly because somebody gave me something five hours before the event, which happens. Oh, wow. Okay. It does happen. That's on me, right? Because I chose to continue to go ahead with this event, knowing I was going to have insufficient time to turn up and deliver a hundred percent. And I chose, I chose to show up and do a half hour job because there's no way I can deliver to the level that I want to with five hours notice. I can't do it. Mm. So that means, you know, the ownership piece and the leadership piece in my business is not just on the stage, but I have to look everywhere in my life and say, behind the scenes, what am I doing to make sure my contracts are actually signed, the deposits are in, and I'm, I'm owning those conversations. Okay, I made this decision. How do I change this? And it's not just business, right? The mistake that people make is they think if everything's you can't have a messed up personal life and expect your business to explode. Yeah. It doesn't okay. work like that, right? So right. if my husband is doing something that's driving me nuts and I'm allowing myself to be, you know, I'm not speaking up about that, mm-hmm. it will reflect back in my business. And I think the more, um, especially now you see this uh, growing um, growing trend towards um, more spirituality and energy in business. Whereas Mm. before it was, especially with women, actually, women tend to be much more open to law of attraction and a a more kind of spiritual realm to it. Look, Mm. the more open you are to that, the more clued on you need to be with everything. Because I'm telling you, based on experience, Mm -hmm. the more energetically aligned you get with stuff, the bigger the mirrors are. You cannot afford to let stuff slip Mm. because when you move from saying this is me pushing and pushing and pushing because I really want flow, Mm -hmm. the blockages become real because that's the realm you sit in. So you can't then not be defending boundaries with your children, allowing your children to run over you and thinking your clients are going to do any different. That is so true. And that is, yes, definitely. It's so true. And it's so poignant. It's very, very important. So okay, fine. Well, they are, not everybody's married. Not everybody has a partner and it's just you. So, which means that even if it's just you, your life as just you being that single person also has to be clued up. To that so point. it's, I'll give you an example. Um, 
So you have friends who you always feel like are really intimidating or they don't respect your time or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. You don't speak up about that and you allow it to persist or it's family, you know, not you know, your mom, your sisters, whatever. They just want to do things at a drop of a hat and you always allow yourself to um, not uphold your boundaries and say, look, I'm not available. It's mm -hmm. like you back yourself into the corner and and make up, you have no choice. You always have a choice. You just have, um, have a perception about what you believe the consequences are going to be. And you don't want to deal with those. And, the, and that's a perception because it's not real because it hasn't happened. It's based upon you, uh, your view of the world. You mm. have then um, thrown out into the future. This is what's going to happen if I speak up and therefore you don't do it and you allow it to persist. Well, when these things are left unchecked, um, then it appears in your business. And I think what a lot of people um, want to compartmentalize the things. I used to do it. Okay. I didn't get much success when I did it. I'm going to tell you straight up. I used to kind of go, this is business and this is personal. And I, I couldn't fully appreciate that the two things were so intertwined, right? So sometimes the work I would do had nothing at all to do with my business. Mm. Mm. It's like my house just feels super cluttered right now. And I have all of this stuff that I'm not dealing with. And therefore I don't have the energy to put in my business in the way that I'd love to, because I'm not happy in my physical space. And it was showing when you were going out to do whatever you had to do. Uh, well, I, uh, what it, what it does for me at least is it blocks my ability to up level my business, to step things into another level because I only have so much energy at any given point in time, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? It's you like when like you have a client. Okay. It's like when you have a client you shouldn't have. Right. And then you kind of, you, you, everybody knows the person. It's a good example. Everybody knows that client that's just a royal pain in the proverbial. Yep, yep, yep. Just every, you know, they're hard work, they pay late, they, you know, there's always extra hours you have to give them. Nothing you do seems to be good enough. Mm. But they've paid you and perhaps they might even be a significant proportion of your current income. Mm. So you hold on to them because if I let them go, if I let them, you know, there's this fear of I'm going to let them go and the money goes with them. But mm. here's what else goes with them. All of the stress. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, I think definitely much, agree with that. Yeah, think of how much more energy, just practical level, even if you're not into the spiritual kind of energy realm. But on a practical level, if you're not having to, you know, if you don't have to gear yourself up to get on a call with somebody you don't want to do a call with and then fight with them and then after <laughs> get off the call, you know it, you get off the call and you're pooped from the one hour call. You need an hour and a half to recover from it before you're ready. <laughs> Imagine if you didn't have that like weight hanging over you the whole time and you just said no. This now, secondly, and well as saying that no, you then say, universe, I don't want any more of this nonsense. This is, this is a joke. Amanda, I'm not you, you are hitting the hammer on the nail, you know, because that happened to me a few weeks ago. And um, this guy, this guy was just, just way too much to the point where he, after making, you know, after coming to a conclusion, what, 
he was going to be paying for this particular service that I was giving him. You know, he turned around and paid what he wanted. So I'm like, hello, buddy. It's, that's not what we agreed. You know, just looking to my account and this is what came in. And he's like, well, I just didn't think I was supposed to pay. I was, I, I had to pay full price. And I'm like, well, sorry, you, you took that decision on yourself, on your own, even after we have concluded. So I said to him and I said, you know what? No, first of all, I said to my husband, I said, you know what? This guy is not going to drive me nuts. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I need his money. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I'd love to continue having, getting business from him, but the stress ain't worth it. So you know what I did? I just said to him, you know what? I'm going to accept it, but this is the last job I'm going to do for you. And that was that. And you know what? It was a, it was a weight off my mm -hmm. shoulders. It was a weight off my shoulders. And sometimes we need to, we need to be able to do that for ourselves first and not worrying about, oh my God, I'm going to lose that client. Another one will come. Here's the thing, that client, you turn it on its head. That client is blocking your ideal client. Totally. That's what's happening. So I've done this time and time again. I've had clients who've let go of, whether it's a client, mm. a team member, mm -hmm. Somebody in their space, a friend sometimes, it's even conversations with friends, yeah. firm conversations yeah. with clients, within yeah. days, within days, a new better client shows up, pays For off real. the bat. I had, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being serious, within yes. days. And, but the thing is, the longer, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. So <laughs> this is, because this is the, it's what I use to like highlight this situation of holding on to something. So I say, I have this saying, look, bound, the pain we cause ourselves when we, um, we uphold boundaries we should let go of mm -hmm. and um, we let go of, uh, when we don't uphold boundaries that we should mm -hmm. and when we um, let go of boundaries we shouldn't uphold because there's times and places, right? Sometimes yeah. it's about saying no and sometimes it's about saying, you know what, just go your own way, right? So. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you defend about, you know, sometimes you need to defend the boundary and sometimes yeah. you just need to kind of let it go. That, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's this story. Um, I can't remember where I heard it. It's not my own story, but basically somewhere in Africa, uh, if they want to catch in the jungle, if they want to catch, um, uh, what are they called? Monkeys. Mm. What they do is they get a, like a glass jar. They cut a hole out of the lid of the glass jar mm. and they put a banana in the jar. Mm. Right. And what happens is the monkey comes and it looks at, um, the, you know, wants the banana yeah. and it puts its hand into the jar to grab the banana, but it cannot take its hand and out. the banana out. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, but it's holding on to this banana. <laughs> this banana is rotting in its very hands, this juicy, juicy, rotting, smelling banana they're holding on to for dear life. I mm. mean, they could be stood under a banana tree. Yeah. Lots more bananas in the jungle. It's yes. not getting richer. And it's, it's, uh, I love this analogy because it is no different in our businesses, mm. right? The longer we hold on to something, we, should, we know we should let go on, be it a group, be it a client, be it a friend, be it a, um, you know, those conversations that we avoid, the worse things get. Yes. I believe that. Strongly believe that. That is spot period. Order. The worse things get. Yes. Definitely. But we're holding on to it. We're holding on to it because we're living in a space of, um, we're living from a place of lack. Mm. Because if you that. honestly 
if you were honestly living in abundance, you just let that freaking banana go because you're like, loads of bananas out there in the world. Yep. In fact, there's better bananas. This is a tiny banana, really. Yeah. Yeah. But you're living in scarcity. You're living in scarcity when you're holding on to something you should let go of because fundamentally the belief that's underplaying underneath all of that is there isn't enough out there for me. There isn't another client for me. I couldn't replace this. It's fear and scarcity. And that energy will permeate your whole business because you can't be fearful and scarce in one area and expect that somewhere else. Now you're powerful. Please. Ciao, please. You know what? You, you, ah, I am so excited about this. This, 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 you know, to me, this is like a silent, subtle challenge that if you're not sensitive enough to, to see it, work on it and, you know, move forward, it will continue to be a barrier, a barrier, you know, and you've really hit it there. And I'm glad that you did because a lot of us need to, we need to do that. We need to be able to let things go so that we can move forward and stop holding on and stop and trying to kind of like come out of that poverty mentality, lack mentality, you know, and I think that's what holds a lot of us back because we're somehow, I, I believe we're, 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 in the, um, we're in the outside, we're looking and we're seeing others and we're, and we're almost like comparing ourselves and saying, oh, no, no. but you don't know what it is with that person. You don't know what that other person is passing through or what it has had to do. You need to face your own. Look, at, look inward. Like I was talking to a client the other day and she said something so poignant. She was like, Sade, um, it was Yvette. She said she had to look inward and she had fri um, fibromyalgia. This lady did not take drugs, nothing. She's pain-free today from looking inwards, showing gratitude, having imbibing that attitude of gratitude and seeing whatever else she was doing that was causing and bringing all these issues to her. And today she is free. So just like what you're saying, it's so, I, I, I'm lost for words and that don't happen a lot. Okay? <laughs> that does not happen a lot. I always have something to say, okay? There's always a comeback. But today there's just no comeback for that because I myself had to deal with this a few days ago, a few weeks ago. And the thing is, this has layers, right? And, yes. and, and as you grow, it'll be very subtle. So you cannot, um, so here's the thing. On the one hand, what we're striving for really is freedom, abundance, um, power, mm. influence. You know, we want to be, be leading up and having an impact in the world. Yes. Well, we can't we cannot do that effectively and have that level of impact mm. and not keep into check. Where are we playing victim? Mm. Where are we really living in a space of scarcity? Where are we expecting our clients to do something that we don't want to do ourselves? Mm. Because the reality is it starts with us yes, and does. everything else is just a mirror of what's going on. And the biggest, you know, if I was to say, what's the biggest thing that I've really got to see in growing my business and in working with the clients that I work with? Mm. Yes. I talk about practical steps. Of course, this is how you do a show reel. This is how you get on stages. Mm. Here's exactly what the wording is. I was just talking to somebody today about their logo, talking to somebody else about their show reel. Of course there's that stuff, but where, um, I work with people to get quantum shifts 
quantum mm. leaps, I call them in their business. I'm like all quantum leapy. I'm like, I don't do slow. It's not how I work. I make a decision and I just want to, it's like go big or go home. That's how I operate. Yeah. yeah, yeah but I the thing that. with go big or go home is it gets really uncomfortable really quickly because mm. look, when you're thinking of flow, flow is, flow is a stream, which is nice and calm and it's moving slowly mm-hmm. in a forwardly direction, mm-hmm. but it's also rapid and rapid is speed is, is got a lot of energy behind it. So as soon as you, and the water is flowing really fast, but it's not, it, you know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up really quickly that you have to deal with. Right. Um, so the thing is, when you say that life is a reflection, what's going on in your business is a reflection yeah, of you. Yeah. Look, we really have to, um, when we're really ready to step up, it's twofold. My biggest recommendation to people is, look, it's all well and good understanding this stuff. I ain't shared nothing that new. I yeah. might've. I might've said it in a different way that resonates at a different depth for certain people, but mm-hmm. let's be honest, who ain't heard about scarcity, victim mentality, abundance, ownership, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. None of this stuff is new, but mm. the embodiment of it such that you can start with you, not outside of you, but look at you first and go, right. Yes. Am I embodying the behaviors of that, that, of that person? You know, we have like, be do have mm-hmm. am i being the version of me the mm. the individual i know that owns this multi-million pound organization that's jetting around the world that's making these decisions am i being them or am i living in a victim you know am i am i embodying in some way maybe not entirely in your business in your life mm-hmm. but am i am i still holding on to victim scarcity um somewhere outside of me those people that you see and you kind of go, I want to be like them. Look, if you desire it, it's within you. Mm. But the work is not about looking at them. Your work is about continue. And the more I look inwards, the more work I get, the more, the easier it is. Like yeah. for me, the easiest thing is if I'm kind of like something's not quite right, mm-hmm. I just work on me harder than I've ever worked on me before. I do the yeah. same with my clients. I'm like, if something, if you feel like you've hit a plateau, mm-hmm. there's something else you haven't dealt with. Right. Right. And it can be stupid things. I was speaking to somebody the other day and the thing was, I say stupid things. It's, um, it was a decision she hadn't made years ago. Like Mm. she'd started a process and then it was kind of on hold and it's still kind of on hold. And I said, girl, you need to close that down because all that's happening is your clients are now reflecting exactly the same behavior you're having with this person and nothing to do with her business. Nothing (laughs) is not related at all. But, um, Look, start doing that stuff yourself. But what helped me is it's sneaky. It's Very sneaky, sneaky, especially subtle, when it's yeah. nothing to do with your business, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're looking in your business and it doesn't matter how much work you do, it's not moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying you're unsuccessful. Uh, you could be making four or five figures, you know, five figures a month without a problem. You could be getting major speaking gigs naturally without a problem. But you you know the next level is within you. You're ready to step up to it, but wow. something isn't working. That's when you need a different perspective on it. So that's the work I do with my clients when in the mastermind that I run, which is very much about. It's not just the practical stuff, but I'm very I'm highly intuitive, and I very much home into girl. I can tell you exactly what it is that's got you stuck, and mm. you deal with that thing. 
and things open up and people get phenomenal results. I mean, I had somebody, the biggest decision was to start working with me. And as soon as they did, it was like, I think it, if I remember correctly, I think it was something like $30,000 in like a week. Yeah, <laughs> Money in yeah, the bank. Yeah. Oh, Serious. my God. The decision itself took ages. But as soon as it was made, literally it was within a week. And she was like, but rather people are getting on the phone with me. And I'm not even explaining what I do. They just say, give me the bank details <laughs> because I'm not used to this. Ah! Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Lavelda. This is amazing. Ah, oh, unfortunately we've come to the end. No, say it so. We only just started. I know. <laughs> I know. But no, you have given us a wealth of information. I think the, the most important information really with business is us first. You know, we need to kind of look to us first, find out what the issues are and see and, you know, kind of like look deep down and say, hey, am I playing the victim? You know, is everybody else wrong and I'm the only one who's right, but not really moving forward? And from what I've heard from you is that you you focus more on that on, on the person first, because without focusing on the person the person can't move forward hence just the the um the 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 example you just gave that that made a huge difference with this lady that uh, one of your clients but you know unfortunately like i said we have come to the end lovelda i want people to get in touch with you so how can they do that um, so there's two primary ways. The, I have a free facebook tribe i interview people in that regularly i think the next one is uh, it's in a couple of weeks and it's with a speaker, uh, bureau agent. So I'm really talking about seriously, if you want to get on stage, does what a, what a speaker book is looking at. Mm -hmm. Um, the group's called world-class female speakers. It's completely free to join. So dive okay. in there. Okay. Um, and then just connect with me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Lavelle Vincenzi, which oh, okay. is really like easy to spell. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It is, it is. So you said world-class speakers platform? World-class female speakers. Female speakers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hey, Lavelda, I can only say thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the energy that you've brought even into the show. Like I said, I'm going to say it again. You are, if anybody needs an experience, not experienced speaker, an experience in the event, get in touch with Lavelda. I promise you. I promise you, you will not regret it. Lavelda, thank you so much for coming on to the Imagine Into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shadow. I hope we haven't been too sassy for you, but exciting at the same time and informative. Lavelda, thank you. You're welcome. I've had a blast. <laughs> Thanks very much. Well, I will be getting in touch with you again. Okay. And um, Wonderful. Yes, I'm moving things forward. So ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of it. And um, tune in again to the Emerging Into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. Talk to you later. We keep it alive. We keep it kicking. kicking. And we make sure it's sassy. It's the Emerging Into Greatness podcast. Are you ready to take your business further? Welcome to the Emerging to Greatness podcast with your host, Sassy Shade. <laughs> Talking all things business, business, business. Talking to CEOs, directors, and leaders in business.
keeping it alive, keeping it kicking, and definitely sassy. The Emerging into Greatness podcast with Sassy Shade. Sassy Shade. There is absolutely no context. <laughs>